What's going on, Geeks? It is episode 280 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is LJ Lowry, your host for this month, and we are geeking out about DC fandom, ton of stuff, and a little bit of Nintendo news sprinkled in there, uh, along with some, some horror, because uh, it is spooky season after all, and I uh, couldn't do it without Shelly. Shelly Nolan. Yeah, hello. Uh, and then uh, we have a special guest, my friend Josh Berkey of Victims and Villains. What's up, Josh? What's going on, ghouls and gals? <laughs> love it, love it. Cool, man. I'm I'm so glad to have you uh, with us, um, Josh. I've gotten to know through um, some mental health stuff that uh, um, that that I've experienced, but uh, mostly through our. Um, the way we got connected was through uh, Dallas and Celeste of Geek Devotions, and uh, when when I heard about Victims and Villains, I was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta check it out." And so, um, uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, tell our audience what Victims and Villains is all about and what you guys do. Sure. So, Victims and Villains is a nonprofit and publication that creates content to educate and engage individuals on mental health awareness and suicide prevention through podcast, uh, through pop culture. Um, our outreaches include uh, podcasting, YouTube, movie reviews, uh, events, Twitch streaming, and more. Um, while everything we do is on a secular basis for myself, my wife, and for uh, a couple of our guys, it is a platform where we go out and we actually do ministry. That's awesome. I, I really like. I, I like the angle because it's like y'all are able to reach so many different groups, and uh, oh, so many, many different things. Yeah, and so, um, so you're honestly, I think a, a big part of your content is horror stuff, right? You're 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 a big horror fan. <laughs> so I, I am a big horror fan, and uh, when. So God called us to Richmond last year, which is where currently our offices are based. And when that transition happened, my wife and I were fulfilling that. Mm. We, um, I right around that same time, uh, God opened up some some doors that basically got me connected with Shutter and Arrow Player, um, along with some other <clears throat> PR publications that. Uh, specialize in horror so we uh over the last year our three most listened to and most read content is either going to be superheroes horror or nicholas cage <laughs> there you go <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, <amazing. laughs> so you'll be happy to know that i just watched uh willie's wonderland recently Yes, I love Willy's Wonderland. It's one of my it's one of my favorites of this year. It's such a such a fantastic movie. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Cool. Um say so, so yeah, uh what what uh platforms are are you guys on as far as like social media and all that? So we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube all. And wherever you guys get your podcasts from, everything from Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Alexa, um, I think we're on Kindle, Spotify. Um, just there's there's so many podcast catchers out there, and oh, we are yeah. on just about every every one of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, lastly, real quick, because I I always uh, so tell us how the name how you guys got the name Victims and Villains. 
So there's a Christian rock group out of North Carolina called My Epic. And they are, um, they're very, I don't want to say they're kind of underground, but they're kind of niche. Okay. Um, just because they're on a mostly heavy metal label. And um, there is a song that they did on an EP a few years ago called Open Letter. And the idea behind Open Letter that I would later come to find out is um, the lead singer's friend lost a friend to suicide. And mm. so in in that struggle in that news he struggled with you know what kind of god would allow this to happen um and kind of like really rocked his faith and there's there's a, a line in that particular song that i misheard um and actually thought that uh it said uh villains and victims when it says uh felons and victims <laughs> um so i just I, I took the took took what i heard and i just reversed it Okay, um, so yeah. it comes from uh, my epics open letter. I, I really love that because at you know on your episodes you know you 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 know have the you know tags you know, and for the suicide you know prevention resources and stuff like that too. But uh, and it's like you guys also cover a lot of DC stuff and a lot of horror stuff, and so I think it totally fits. Like whether you misheard it or not, I think it totally fits what you guys are all about. Yeah, I think it's kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the another thing, because like I, I've had like people that will have at conventions ask me that same question. Yeah. And even if I don't give them that story, when you think about things like de- depression and things like suicide and addiction, they kind of make you both feel like a victim and a villain because yeah. you never feel like you can quite win either way you look at it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> and also the it's like you never get to hear the alliteration on v like people don't do that that's like not a thing so <laughs> yeah. I, I really i just really love and appreciate that too like victims and villains it just sounds it yeah. just sounds cool but also it rolls off yeah, the tongue like, <laughs> kind of thank love you that's thank you for your kind words yeah <laughs> cool well all right now that our audience knows a little bit about you we, we normally don't do this we did this for the first time last week but usually like we have more interview format with our guests but uh, this week, while our main host, Cody, is on a sabbatical, I wanted to get as many guests as we could for the month of October while he is away. So uh, we're, we invited you to geek out on some stuff with us. And what better way to uh, to have you on uh, than like the weekend of DC Fandom? So we're going to get in into that. It's like you know I have the DC Comics tat- logo tattooed on my body. <laughs> well, there you go. Have it all lined up. Dedication. Perfect yeah uh yeah okay um but before we uh get into some of that um so you're, you're not a big gamer right <laughs> uh i am not i i have come to grips with myself that i i am not a gamer i've tried several times okay and uh that's just not my 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 cup of tea i i love that um so uh first uh real quick i'll ask shelly uh been playing any interesting games lately so for me i've been still uh, playing a bunch of Persona 4 Golden. I've just been playing that game so much. Mm. I I think last week I was talking about how I was struggling with the second dungeon. There was one of those weeks I was talking about struggling with the second um, dungeon, but I am past that dungeon. I am on, like, dungeon number four now. Mm. Um, so I dungeon th- number three wasn't too bad at all, so I, I'm glad I was able to kind of, like, blow through that. But I just really like... Um, it's It's weird because... 
it's hard for me to judge if I like it more than Persona 5 Royal because it's what I'm playing right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, versus Persona 5 Royal, it's like I played it like over a year ago or whatever, right? So it's like hard for me to like judge like, oh, am I liking this more simply because this is what I'm playing right now and that's what's in front of me. But I will, I can definitely say, very good game. I'm really liking it. I think I might like the story better and the characters Ooh, better. I think it's enough. I think I have enough to know that. And obviously I haven't finished the story yet. Like I haven't finished the game. Um, still my first playthrough, right? But uh, I'm just really enjoying like, cause I mean, you did the sort of shadow versions of everyone in Persona 5 Royal, but it was always yeah. like, oh, we're gonna go after these bad people and they're gonna, we're gonna basically expose them. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to turn to good. They're gonna like basically repent right like right. there's almost a biblical message behind it they're, yeah. they're they're basically forced to repent uh yeah there's not really consent there i guess but um and that's you know fine honestly it's it's cool and fine like in in that game but i i think i like this game a little bit more in the sense where it's like it's literally you're like yourself and like your friends around you having to come to terms with their own shadow and their own sort of dark sides and not yes. like and and literally accepting it, saying, "Oh, I accept you. You are a part of me. I am a part of you." Yeah, accepting and, imperfections and your and your vices and complexities. Yeah, yeah. And and not just like, like you know, the change of heart that happens in Persona Five. It's like a complete turnaround. It's like a complete one eighty. Yeah. And it worked for that story. And it worked for that sort of world in a sense. But I feel like I, I like the sort of more intimate sort of message with persona 4 where it really is like yeah we all kind of have this side we all have these imperfections we all like have these things that we hide in our closet that we don't want anyone to see we don't want any but it's like right. you know the whole message is yeah you have to accept that if you want to move on you have to accept that if you want to grow as a person yeah. um and the fact is that everyone has that so i think it's really I, i'm really jiving with that message i think mm -hmm. also because um one of the sermons we've been, one of the uh, the series that we've been doing at church recently is about Ezekiel and about the the dry bones coming up to life, and mm. I just feel like I've seen a lot of comparisons there, and uh, where it's like, yeah, you could just hide away these bones, you could hide away these things, or um, you can repent and you can accept it, and then you can um, grow and you can come, you know, have new life. So I just think that's really cool from a from a Christian's perspective, but from a secular perspective, it's just a fun game. Straight up, it's just a yeah. fun game. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I've been playing a lot more of that. Uh, I'm very, very recently just started uh, Super Animal Royale. So <laughs> it's a game I heard about from work. One of my coworkers recommended it to me um, because it's a battle royale game. But one, you play as a little animal, which is kind of fun. I've seen the but art two, for this. I've never actually seen it in action though. Yeah. Um, what I like about it is that it's not like a classic shooter game it's not a first person shooter it's not a third person shooter it's like a 2d right top down sort of style top down which mm -hmm. i really like because i am so bad at shooters but this is something i could do <laughs> um, and it's free on steam so nice. I, i'm just checking it out sort of feeling it out seeing if it's something i like i i just i love the concepts of battle royale games but i've never been good at them i've always just been so bad so i'm like i would like to have a shot at something and i just like that again these are just cute animals so you just run around and 
I don't know. Fortnite is still a little overwhelming to me with all the contraptions <laughs> and all the things that you're building on the walls and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm like, a lot, but it's like I'd rather just play as a, like a cute little cat or a cute little fox and like run around with a gun, <laughs> shooting other animals. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. Maybe it's not better, but I'm sort of jiving with it. So that's what I've been playing. Hmm. Cool. Right on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been getting a little spooky this season. Uh, so I've been playing Back for Blood. It is a zombie co-op four-player shooter. From it's basically from the makers of Left for Dead. Um, it's basically like the perfect zombie like horror like just I want to blow some stuff up and shoot some heads off kind of thing. It's yeah, I've heard a lot about Back for Blood, but I wasn't actually sure like what type of game it it's was. It's very so. bloody. Uh, you can <laughs> hence uh, the name. Yes. I think. Yeah, and uh. Apparently, Warner Brothers really likes that Tick, Tick, Boom song uh, lately because uh, they have that song also in Back for Blood. There's a whole part. It feels like a scene out of a movie where these zombies are coming at you in waves and you're in this like bar defending it. And so there's yeah. like real songs, licensed songs that play on the jukebox. And that's and that was the one that popped up on our playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I when I saw that trailer for the Suicide Squad, I was like, oh, they're loving this. They 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 must like this song. So, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun. It's on Game Pass. Um, if you feel in the mood right now, since it's October, um, then uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good time. And it is crossplay. No matter what system you have, you can play it with your friends on all platforms except for Switch. It's not on Switch. Of course. Yeah. Why. Switch is really it's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, and then the other game I've been playing I've been really liking uh, is Metroid Dread. Yes! I've, I've played a lot more of that since we talked last. and um, Great October game. It really just, it remind, it still keeps on reminding me of, you know, the whole Alien format and how, like, that original game was basically based off of, like, inspired by, like, Ridley, Ridley Scott's Alien movies and all that. And, oh, um the robots chasing you is so insane it is ridiculous yeah it's like it's crazy because like again i haven't actually played the game yet i still watch my husband play yeah yeah um but like those those shots where you're like running away from the yes um the robots and like you turn around you're gonna you have to like shoot them and stuff and it like Mm. slows down and and you like shooting i don't know it's so it's anxiety it's anxiety inducing like the way that they do that shot like and it's just slowly coming at you and you're just like oh (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah and then you run away then it's like really quick again you're just like ah! so yeah it's cool. it's super cool. good uh yeah so uh that's what i've been playing i don't want to talk too much else about it because i'm sure there's other people that are waiting to play it um totally. but but i'd say that yeah the best comparison i could make it, it to a movie is obviously the alien stuff and for a game that's not necessarily a horror game specifically it's pretty spooky and terrifying sweet yeah um Cool. So that's what I've been playing. Uh, which I almost forgot to mention this uh, or ask Josh uh, about this. Um, tell us about your live stream happening this weekend, Josh. I almost forgot to to put that at the top when I was asking. You. Yeah. No. No. You you place it right where it needs to go, right in the games. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we are doing it. Uh, so uh, this twice this year we've done two live. We've done two major live streams called Awarenessathon, which you've been a part of. Oh yeah. Um. Basically, it was just 24 hours just to let people on Twitch know that they have value and they have worth. And if there's mental health, re- if they need mental health resources or need mm-hmm. someone to uh, get get 
give mental health resources to we were there we just wanted to let people know that they had value yeah um and so horrific hope is the first thing we're doing that is all spooky themed it's all it's all themed yeah we've never done a, a, a stream like this before we have one exception that i've made and it is tying into our patreon that is the only reason why we're, we're doing it because at the end of the day this is a 48 hour fundraising event to right. get mental health resources into uh horror cons comic cons film festivals uh, churches and we're also hoping to do uh eventually our goal for the next year is to also partner with local um after school programs in richmond as well oh, that's awesome. um and so what this this weekend it starts this friday at 2 p.m and it'll go sunday till 2 p.m and basically it's going to be a, a collection of podcasters gamers and for the first time ever also featuring short films um this is kind of our first er, uh, forte into the world of film festivals which we're hoping to kind of use this as a launching pad to eventually do a horror based uh mental health focused film festival that would be um, amazing in the near future um yeah. so what we're going to end up doing this week is um like I said, it's just going to be a collection of that and it's all to raise money for, for mental health resources. Sweet. That's, that's awesome. And that's uh, so cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll be doing work in the graveyard shift. Uh, I've kind of, <laughs> that's what people have come to know me for is the graveyard shift. I do it on right. our own streams as well. <laughs> Let me just say that if, if people come to watch you, they have some wild, truly wild short films saturday night before you go to stream before okay um so yeah it's um i i'm, I'm really excited because some of these are just just bananas and some of them are honestly some of the best short films i've seen this year wow that's cool i'm, I'm excited i'm gonna tune in for those too because the idea of having the like that short film section is so cool it's something that's not done often on twitch and uh, for stuff like that so i'm excited yeah cool yeah I'm excited for everyone to be a part of it so that, i guess watching those will determine how i'm going to follow it up then because i have a few spook <laughs> i have a few spooky horror games kind of in, in my pocket that i i've been thinking about so i'm like oof, let's let's see what happens now so yeah i can get re really heady or really silly or just straight up i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen yeah, there's a that 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 Saturday block is just it's wild. It's bananas. Like that's, cool. that's all I'm gonna say is it's it's absolutely bananas. And we got some um the last the last film of that block is actually a uh, foreign slasher movie. Ooh. So I'm super excited about that. Yes. So so uh, I want to uh, also kind of put a disclaimer there for our for our audience. Uh, that uh, I'm sure is being that that it, it is horror. It's going to be some mature mature stuff on there. Yeah. So the yeah. the so there are four film blocks specifically for the event. Yeah. Um, the ten to midnight Friday Eastern Standard Time, and the Sunday morning midnight to two a.m. are kind of like our more mature blocks. Um, no. And uh, we are we are starting them out right with with maturity. Um, so I, I'm just going to throw that disclaimer out there um, because these these deal with very heavy topics. And there's two other blocks that are going to be Saturday night at six, beginning at six and going to eight. 
um, that are going to be a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit funnier, a little less vulgar, okay. um, a little bit less violent. And then um, our best of the next morning is actually going to be dealing with um, kind of a little bit of all three of the, those blocks. Cool. Awesome. Uh, I, I was like, oh, I didn't ask you about that. So I was like, I want to make sure yeah, to get that out, th- out, out there <laughs> earlier in the episode. So I'm, I'm glad that uh, we were able to talk about that a little bit because that was a big reason why I was like, oh, I should get Josh on here um, to talk about that. So awesome. We are going to get into uh, gaming news a little bit here. Um, so uh, the first thing we're talking about is Nintendo Switch Online has added what's called an expansion pack. And this includes Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games. So I... I believe you are familiar with Sega Genesis as well, right? Josh? Me? Yeah, I, I own a Sega Genesis. It's one of the okay. very few systems I still own and still <laughs> play from time to time. Cool. Solid. Cool. So if you owned a Switch, this would be interesting for you because uh, there's Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games coming. Um, they've announced the price point for this thing, which... They had a presentation about this, like, a few weeks back. They snuck it in during an Animal Crossing Direct, of all things. Nice. Uh, but that's uh, because they're also including Animal Crossing DLC with it. And the price point is a hot debate. And so, basically, it's, I think, what is it, nineteen ninety nine a month and, like, $50 a year for individual? Is that right, uh, Shelly? Uh, well... A regular Switch Online um, subscription is 20 bucks a year. Yes. That's the regular, not family price. Yeah, without the expansion. So with this expansion, you're adding $30 to that yearly price, so it's $50 a year. Yes. And then so for, and a, for family a family, plan, it's $80 a year. Yes. And that's like multiple Switch accounts. And that is American dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Obviously, yeah. Canadians are getting hit even harder because... That's how it works over there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So this was announced. I remember when this was announced, right? It was yeah. announced during that direct. And I remember like, we're bringing 64 games. We're bringing Genesis games. And I'm like, okay. And it's like, we're going to announce a new pricing. And I'm like, oh no. What type <laughs> of pricing are they talking about? And yeah, pretty yeah. much everyone was sort of, it, it felt like there's like a consensus, a silent consensus where everyone's like, yeah, it's probably going to be like an extra 10, 15 bucks. And that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was it's literally more than double yep. the original price. And it just Yeah, because is... it was like five bucks, I think, on uh for monthly or something. Or Yeah, I don't remember monthly unfortunately, but it's um I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get it. It just seems <laughs> yeah. too much for too little. Yeah. And to be fair, we don't have, as far as I'm aware, I don't think we have a complete list of the actual 64 games and Genesis games that are going to be available. We do. Maybe it's on Nintendo. We do? Okay. Yes, there's a whole list. So, so But is it a lot? No, not yet, but they have a list of upcoming stuff as well. Um, <sighs> so, so, so let me ask the, uh, Josh this. Like, so what, what, what Nintendo, 60 game, Nintendo 64 games are you familiar with? Oh man, I used to play uh, Donkey Kong Country was probably the one I, I played most. Um, Super Mario sixty four. Okay, that's gonna be on there. 
Yeah. Which Nintendo has already sold us multiple times <laughs> separately. I think the thing that kills me the most is like they they're they're putting Mario sixty four on there, <laughs> yeah. and they already sold Mario sixty four to us and said this is the only time you're ever gonna play Mario sixty four on a Switch and also Galaxy and also Sunshine and they're like we're not gonna let you we're not like gonna let you get this after a certain amount of time and we're yep. like okay I guess we better get this game and now this is available and it's just like huh yeah what do you <laughs> nintendo oh. is always like hey we're gonna sell you this game we just we just sold you a while back <laughs> nintendo just, likes they... reselling their stuff um, i don't understand nintendo in a lot of ways i don't i don't, I don't think anybody does um i just feel like they they just really lean so hard on nostalgia whereas yeah. like other streaming platforms other platforms like um PSN or you know PlayStation Network um yeah. or Game Pass like they're just such better deals because they're not literally just relying on this weird nostalgia factor. Mm -hmm. They they get legitimately good games and they update their systems their you know streaming services not I guess it's not streaming service. It, they update their subscription service. Yeah. That's what I mean to say. Uh very regularly as far as what we've seen with Nintendo Online so far, uh -huh. really not updated regularly. Like, yeah, they say that they're going to update regularly, but it's like, are they actually? Or, like, what is that actually going to look like? Yeah. It just seems like, for me, I feel like they would have to have way more. Especially considering what was available on the, I believe it was the Wii U store. Yep. It's like, that was better. So what's going on? <laughs> yeah, Nintendo, they see, always take a few steps forward and two steps back and it's so weird i'm not getting all this. the good it's, stuff is out this. already for like super nintendo and regular nintendo and all that and so it's it's weird oh <laughs> i'm just I'm, uh, I'm mad this is okay and also can we talk about the fact that they threw in this animal crossing dlc yeah so it's you can kind of see it as somewhat of a good deal explicitly to Animal Crossing players. But you can there also so buy that DLC separately, which makes it you even better. You can buy it separately. Yeah. And there are so many people who don't play Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. They think everybody plays Animal Crossing. That's not true. Even though, yes, a lot of people play Animal Crossing. <laughs> that is true. That was not 2020's COVID game that everybody yeah. got into. And it's just so funny how they're like marketing it. They're just like... And we, you get an add-on DLC for free, and it's just like, okay. And I, I play Animal Crossing. I have Animal Crossing. I shouldn't say I play Animal Crossing. I have Animal I dropped Crossing. Off so hard. I'm not gonna play the DLC. And yes, there, <laughs> oh, there's gonna be a bunch of updates. There are gonna be a lot of, of added stuff. For me, it's too little, too late. Like, or maybe too much, too late. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's too late for me. It's too late. They should have done this a year ago. Yeah. But. All I'm saying is that I, I know I'm not alone. Um, like, do people really care about getting... Like, is that a, really a factor for people? For getting this online? The fact that they're throwing Animal Crossing DLC on, the, on there. It's it, it almost feels like they're like, oh, this is like the actual... You know, it, it justifies the price. But the way they're marketing it is, oh, you get this extra bit for free. And it's just so... Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It... it it's mind-boggling to me in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. So I don't get it. I don't like it. Nintendo makes a bunch of stupid decisions. Once again, I just think they're doing a bunch of dumb stuff. But at I, least Sora is coming out. At least yeah. Sora is coming out. That's the one good thing they did, and I blame solely Sakurai for that, not Nintendo. 
I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker, and I'll probably get that expansion so I can play Nintendo 64 oh, games no. on my Switch. I, I, <laughs> I can't. I will complain, and I will stand my ground by not getting it. Um, <laughs> well, that's good, because there's a lot of people that will be like, no, I'm not going to get it, and then they do. That's like the anyway. Steam group of Call of Duty players that all that made a group for boycotting it, and then you see all of them playing like Modern Warfare. That's true. <laughs> my gosh. Anyway, anyway. Uh, I've I've really just drove my pin to the ground, so we can move on. Yeah. No I, more I, Nintendo. I love a good old Shelly rant. Um, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so from here on out, we're gonna go pretty much all DC fandom uh, for the news. And uh, I'm interested in seeing Josh's take on some of this stuff because now the the other things we have in gaming are the trailers uh, for... They're like story trailers for Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and uh, Batman. Actually, it's not even called Batman. I think it's just called Gotham Knights. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Josh, I'm curious to, to get your take on these trailers as somebody who's not who doesn't play like a ton of video games. So, like... So how how did these look to you? Like looked appealing? Like what do, what do you think? They definitely looked appealing. And last year, when you look at the way that they were in DC fandom, because mm-hmm. we got these trailers last year, they were like more like teaser trailers though, yes. or announcement trailers. I think Gotham yeah. Knights actually had gameplay at one point, which was cool. Yeah, and my my thing with Gotham Knights is I love Scott Snyder's run of Batman so much. Yeah, and. It, Anytime anyone has ever attempted to adapt the Court of Owls into a primary antagonist, uh, they've failed so miserably. Yeah. Gotham, uh, Batman versus Robin, and now even this one, uh, they, it just does not look uh, appealing right. whatsoever. Um, I don't know. Like I am more of like when I do when I I'm not a gamer, but when it right. comes comes to gaming, I am more of a fighter. So like, I like the idea of kill the Justice League more because like I've also read that I want to say it was probably like five six years ago they did a Justice League versus Suicide Squad's uh, mini series that was incredible, mm. and um, that's kind of the vibes that I got with that it's just interpreted almost like it, it takes place within the Arkham universe. Yes. And, and that's, what's also confusing people is that the Gotham Knights one isn't even in the Arkham universe, which is weird. And they set it up like it, it kind of is, but at, in the Arkham universe, uh, Barbara is already Oracle. She's already paralyzed. So that's the one thing where it's like, okay, that's what makes it not part of that. But, but yes, the I like the Suicide Squad thing for uh, Arkham Universe. I think it looks cool. Yeah, that's it. If I'm going to invest money into either one of these games, it's going to be Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. just because it, it looks like an absolute blast. It looks like they really took the the themes of that comic book and the spirit of the movies mm-hmm. and meshed them together. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's going to be like a shooter or something because like. I think most of those characters, they could probably they could probably use a lot of guns or whatever. Um, Just like interesting, it it reminds me of the Guardians of the Galaxy game, yeah, a little bit. That's, but I feel yeah. like this one, I feel like this one, you're actually gonna be able to play as different characters. Where I think Guardians of the Galaxy, I think they you only play as Star Lord. Play Star Lord. Yep. So maybe it's not actually quite that. But I was I was just gonna say it almost feels like a 
Maybe I'm just thinking of the Avengers game, but yeah. the problem is when I think of the Avengers game, I think of bad things. <laughs> yeah, that Avengers game is not good. Where it's like you could just play as any of these characters, but they're going to have very different play styles, yeah. but it's not... It doesn't quite look, you know, like Dynasty Warriors like yeah. that. You know, I don't really... It's, it is hard to sort of figure out, like, what type of gameplay it's yeah, going to have. Yeah, we haven't seen gameplay yet. Which is always what's really frustrating to me with, uh, with games like this. Like, I... You know, same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy game, right? I was like, I need to see gameplay for me to be on board with this game. And I've mm-hmm. seen gameplay, and I'm like, you know what? This could be good. This could be good. Sure. I will <laughs> I will say this looks like it could be fun. Yeah. But this, yeah, it's just, I'm all for story-based games. I'm all for that. But if, yeah. especially games with, like, these types of graphics and these types of, I don't know. You're supposed to kill the Justice League. Like, that's what you were saying. It yep. is it is fighting. It is killing. It is violence. You need to have fun gameplay in yep. that. So I would like to just, you know, see that. My please. my hope is that maybe it's, like, co-op. Because I can imagine it being super fun oh, playing with co-op. a group of friends. Yeah. And, like, totally. maybe figuring out, okay, how are we going to take out the Flash? How are we going to take out Superman? Like, what do we need to do to get that job oh. done? So, like, I could see something cool of, like, maybe trying to set up a roadblock or something that's going to, like, maybe stop the Flash in his tracks. Or maybe doing something that's going to, like, try to grapple Superman and keep him, like, with from breaking out or something. Like, I, I would love to see, like, the creativity in, like, how, like maybe multi multiple players can take down members of the justice league as a team. I think that's my dream for that. It is also interesting that this is a justice league without Batman. Oh. I don't know if you guys caught that, but this is oh. a justice league with no Batman. So Batman in the Arkham universe, if this is taking place after Arkham Knight, Bruce is essentially dead. It's not, he's not, I don't think he's, he's not actually dead. It's one of those things. Where Retired. It's, like, it's one of those things where he's not actually dead. <laughs> dead necessarily but he staged it to where at the end of the game the spoilers but the basically his the the, you know his mansion blows up and his whole area just explodes and i i can't remember if he even exposes himself as batman or not i I believe he does at the end of that game but for all intents and purposes he's dead um and so i i I wonder if that's where they're taking this is if it's after uh arkham knight because that's that tells me that's that's why there's no batman which i think is cool there doesn't have to be a batman because i i love batman but batman's the marketing the marketing uh device that's why you yes. get a bunch of batman villains in an injustice game in a dc fighting game when there's like a whole plethora of dc comic book heroes and villains you could be doing so. yeah also, let's not let's not forget the fact that they built almost all the marketing behind DC fandom yes. with the anticipation of Robert Pattinson's new trailer. Oh yeah, they did. <laughs> Absolutely oh, true. Oh man, yep. That <laughs> so that is a great transition, actually. Um, so before we do get into the movie news of DC fandom, uh, let's talk about what movies we've been watching. Uh, I, I know Josh, you got a whole, you probably got a bunch of stuff. Um, but like, what are your most recent highlights or, you know, like what's, what's something you've really enjoyed or maybe not enjoyed, uh, as far as movies. So recently I have just, um, I just recently finished all of, uh, the coverage for victims and villains that we've been doing for the Salem horror fest. So okay. I've been watching a lot of like indie movies, 
Um, and some of them have been all right. Some of them have been kind of meh. <laughs> Uh, but you kind of find stuff like that on the DIY scene. Um, right. Uh, honestly, the the film that I have been really liking most recently that has been getting a lot of flack has been the new Halloween. Ooh. Um, I have seen it three times in theaters as of this recording. Um, I truly love it. It's just such a, it's such a, a really fun time that I I feel like also encapsulates encapsulates a lot of themes of mental health. Mm. Um, and kind of takes the the franchise into some bold, new, interesting directions that we talked about on, on our podcast. Um, so if you guys have seen it, want to check that out. It's just look at Victims and Villains. But yeah, so um, one that I will recommend to your listeners, though, is a, is a short film that you can watch on YouTube, and it's called You Missed the Spot. And basically, the premise of this short film is... It is a world where everyone either dresses up like mimes or clowns, and it is a uh, spin on prejudice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I get uncomfy with clowns, so. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's probably, anyway. <laughs> uh, real, real quick, uh, since, since you mentioned Halloween Kills, I'll mention that... Uh, uh, after we talked on Marco Polo, on our Marco Polo the other day, uh, when you said you were going to see Halloween Kills, I found that Halloween 2018 was on Hulu via FX. So I watched Halloween 2018. What'd you think? I really liked it. It's been a while since I've seen a Halloween movie. I missed the second one for some reason, but I did watch the Rob Zombie one, which was really good. I liked it. Um, but I just remember most of them from back in the day from when I was younger. Like H2O and Resurrection, which were arguably probably the more cheesier like ones. And I think those are written out of existence as far as the timelines are concerned now. Uh, uh, timelines are weird in that franchise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome in that movie. She's so like she's armed to the teeth and ready. Um, I, I love it. Uh, she's. Oh, man. Yeah. So good. I do want to watch Halloween Kills. Um, I'm going to watch that soon. Because uh, that one takes place, I read, even the second one doesn't matter, right? Uh, like the original second one doesn't matter in that timeline. All right. So let me, let me, <laughs> let me give you a, a brief history lesson real quick. So yeah. there are five canonical timelines. I went into Google Hole and found all this. <laughs> so, so go for it, though. So you have 1978, the original one that started all. Then you have uh, 81's part two. Yeah. You have part four, five, and six. And then you have a new timeline that starts with H2O that is Halloween one, two, H2O, Resurrection. Then you have Rob <laughs> Zombie's uh, Halloween one and two. And then you have the current Blumhouse one, which is Halloween Halloween 2018 and then Halloween kills and the next year Halloween ends. Yeah. I had no idea there was so many. <laughs> yeah. There's there's, really there's 12. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I, I know like... I know Halloween Town. I know <laughs> Halloween Town 1 2 and There's three of those. Three. Yeah. So <laughs> different that's what I know. different friends. Very different. <laughs> Very different Halloween related things. That's fine. Yeah, oh, I, I really liked that movie, though. I was like, I'm so down. I don't know if it was because I was watching, like, the FX version either. 
because it's on Hulu. Like Hulu's very weird about that stuff sometimes because it'll be like the full thing. So I don't know if it censored anything, but there was scenes from that 2018 one where you see him stomp on somebody's head. So I'm like, I don't think there was a lot that was like taken from that, that TV version. So, but I liked it because, because like it wasn't necessarily like, yeah, the kills are brutal and it's crazy, but like some of it was like off screen kind of. So I was like, okay, like, so I feel like it was just as much for the story and the plot, just as it was the the killing. And (laughs) Oh, they hold nothing back for kills. Kills is probably twice as three times as insane. I I would say it's, it's probably the most brutal we've ever seen. Michael Myers. And like, I, I thought Rob zombie set the bar really high and those were rough. I mean, not super intense, intense. Yeah. He, within like the first like 15 minutes like michael uh basically slaughters i want to say like two dozen fired fire fighters and first of first responders wow so yeah it's pretty brutal <laughs> it sounds like a ride i expect it to be though with that title so <laughs> it delivers sweet <laughs> cool um yeah so i th- i believe that's all i i have watched as far as movies have you watched any movies shelly uh, I watched The Big Bass for the first time. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I'd never seen it. And <laughs> what uh, it? I had some friends over the other night, and um, my husband Daniel, he's been really getting into white Russians. And uh, then one of our friends, who's like a really big fan of that movie, is like, oh, you know, Big Lebowski, whatever. And we're all just like, you know, we never actually said that movie. She's like, no, we have to watch it now. So that's what we did. <laughs> and and oh. I like it. It's such a weird movie. It but is. It's funny. Um, it's so funny how it's like I feel like I know a lot of memes and jokes and references to that movie. Yep. I like and so I was like recognizing it as I was watching. I was like, oh, like yeah, there's okay. Now I get it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. I, I I enjoyed it. Cool. That's all I, I feel like I really can say about it though. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I enjoyed it's, it. It's um, one of those movies I, you just have to see. I also uh, watched Megamind again. Oh, Megamind. Uh, recently. Oh, it's yeah, so good. Which, I used to watch all the time in college because one of my roommates was like obsessed with Megamind, um, but I haven't seen it in a minute. And there's been a lot of memes going around that are yeah. Megamind related, so we we watched it, and it's just still a good movie. It's still a good movie. Oh yeah, like it's the older you get, the better it gets. Honestly, it ages well. I feel, um, yeah, personally. But anyway, <laughs> good movies, both of them. Oh yeah, both funny. Cool. Yep. That's that's it for me. Right on. Uh, so we will get into the movie news, which is again also uh, DC fandom. Uh, <laughs> so, oh wait, uh, let's see. Um, Batman trailer. What y'all think? I think it looks cool. <laughs> uh, I feel like. I don't know. I don't have much opinions. I don't watch a lot of Batman movies. Okay. <laughs> so I just think it looks cool in general. I think people were really upset about Robert Pattinson, and I think he's fine. He looks okay. There we go. Oh, Josh has the mask. Where's, hold on. Uh, oh. I, I have one around here somewhere. Too. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> I don't have one. Oh, but man. I would drop it if I did. I don't even know where mine's at. Oh, well. What, what's your opinion on the Batman trailer? Yeah, what is, what's your opinion on the Batman trailer, Josh? I'm curious. 
So good at it. So good. Vengeance. See, and then that's where I'm like, okay, cool. Because I wouldn't really consider myself a big DC fan. So if a, like, a big DC fan thinks it looks good, then I'm like, yeah, cool. It's probably going to be good. Here's mine. I trust that. Wait, gosh, you have no, the same okay. one as me? I probably do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Dark Knight Returns one. Or, uh, oh, no, this, this mean, is a... Uh, uh, this is Batflex one. Yes, Batflex. Sorry, I was thinking Dark Knight Returns, like uh, since that's what he's based off of. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what I have to. <laughs> so, man, I, I guess I, I'm gonna preface this for your listeners as saying that I personally don't watch trailers. Yes. Uh, there are certain exceptions that I will make if it is, if it is a big events like DC fandom, and yeah. so I broke my trailer rule for this, and. I got to say for for like three and a half hours leading up and like all week, I was really expecting a lot more than what we got. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I think last year's trailer sold me a lot more than this one this year's did, mm, which okay. I, I know I feel like is kind of like backwards, but I, I feel like these both trailers have like two tonally different things. And I feel like mm-hmm. the first one is kind of, going to be a little bit more on par with the vision that matt reeves has for the movie mm. yeah I, I i guess this could be said for all trailers but wouldn't you say that the more we're learning about it like kind of makes it less like surprising or less interesting so it's interesting because i think that we are we're six months away from it and we still don't know anything about it that's true we we don't know how Penguin fits into it. We don't know how um, Carmine Valcone fits into it. Mm-hmm. We don't know really, like, the things we know about it is that the Riddler is played by Paul Dano, and he's the, he's the primary antagonist. And we also know that um, that uh, this is going to be not Bruce Wayne's first year, but his, uh, like, almost kind of like somewhere between, like, his first year and his second year. Of, mm. of being the Batman. So, like, that's essentially what we know. So it'd be, like, almost year one type of inspiration, you think? Kind of. He didn't want to do deliberately be like, yo, yeah, like, this is this is his, like, first year. Right. But he, it, he does say, he did say prior to, like, the, the trailer premiere that this is a Batman that the... Uh, no, maybe I'm getting my uh, Batman projects mixed up. Maybe I'm getting mixed up with a uh, Cape Crusader, Ooh, um, which help. looked awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, they they Matt Reeves has kind of talked about how this isn't going to be a Batman origin story. This is basically going to be like kind of like Batman winning the um winning over what Gotham. is winning over Gotham and the Gotham PD. Um, I also think it's interesting, like. I'm I'm interested a lot about like the the Joker gang that that is in this the, in both trailers, because mm-hmm. um, they just kind of feel out of place here. Where in the first one you kind of got that vengeance line, um, but they feel really out of place for this one. Yeah. Also, having seen the Lighthouse and like a few other things, I'm totally down for Robert Pattinson. That dude gets too much flack for Twilight. People need to watch other Robert Pattinson things. <laughs> Good time. Fourth Harry what? Potter movie. Yeah. yeah. That's still where I know him best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, I guess I led with <laughs> the most, uh, I guess, notable thing. Um, 
the other thing um, the other things I think another thing that's probably almost as big if if not bigger but uh, the flash teaser uh, what did you guys think of that I had so much so many thoughts on this one okay I, I will say I no thoughts. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, Shelly's not. Well, a... You can have all the thoughts. Yeah, Shelly's not 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 the biggest DC person. Um, it's not that I don't like DC. It's just I just I just don't. It's kind of out of your wheelhouse. Yeah. Just, it honestly is. I have a I have a lot of wheels in other houses, but. <laughs> 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 so I, I'm a little bit disappointed. I didn't see a, a Grant Grant Gustin in that trip in in any of that. I know it's all <laughs> there was like Ezra multiple Ezra Millers. I don't watch The Flash anymore, but I really loved that show when it like first came out in the first couple seasons. Um, maybe we'll get him in there somewhere. <laughs> Wait, you've seen that? You've seen that crisis scene with the two of them, yes. correct? I, yes. Okay. I, 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 right. I do like that, but I want it from the other end. <laughs> I, I do believe there was a rumor going around that that is going to, that is what is going to take place. Cool. Um, so this trailer gave us our first look at the brand new suit. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, uh, read uh, afterwards is that the, if you look really closely, like a lot of the, the designs that, um, we got in the trailer with the new suit look really, the lighting is really dark. Mm-hmm. So it's like the accent, but I am almost kind of curious if that is because it's not quite done. Um, okay visually from a from like a visual standpoint because like look look to a couple years ago where we got uh apocalypse from x-men oh yeah where every trailer that we got coming out the the first few ones we got like it was less apocalypse and the more you got closer to the date the more you got the more apocalypse because like they were finalizing a lot of the the, the (laughs) character design yeah and uh do you remember that uh did you see that social media post that andy mushachetti posted with the the bat suit and then it had it was like all spray painted red and had yes. the. Uh, I think yeah, I think we talked. About <laughs> we that did talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. If you look really closely, the Barry Allen that's in the back, right adjacent to Supergirl, is actually wearing that suit. Ooh. Okay. That's sick. That's <laughs> a cool detail. Yeah. So. <laughs> I would never have known. <laughs> so my theory is is that. Uh, in this timeline that Barry comes to with Michael Keaton's voiceover is because uh, this is a timeline where his mother hasn't been killed by reverse flash. And he basically befriends his own version of himself and they take down whatever big bad is. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause there was like what, three of them in that trailer. There are four of them. If you want to include Keaton. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sweet. So, yeah. That's gonna be bonkers. It's gonna be insane. I'm looking forward to it. Um. So yeah. Um. The other thing I'm really excited about. So the Flash. Did did they say there was like a date for that, or is that 2022? Or it is 2022. It'll be out. Uh, I think within the first. It, it's it's like either beginning or mid. Uh, November next year. Okay, yeah, I figured that'd be the later one because I was about to lead into Black Adam, and uh, I that that teaser again didn't show much, but I'm a big fan of Shazam and 
all that stuff around it. Uh, I don't know a ton about Black Adam, but uh, that comes out two days before my birthday, so I'm like, that's what I'm going to do for my birthday Let's that weekend. Go. I'm going to see Black Adam <laughs> if it doesn't get delayed. Heck yeah! Which uh, you know, I might. I know all the Marvel movies did. Yeah. Did you see that? All the movies. Yes. All the movies I didn't put that in the news, but yeah, a bunch of Marvel movies got pushed back a little bit. So we got a weasel Marvel in here somehow, LJ. Bro, a, a, a little bit. <laughs> like they, I, I think it's like every film got like a five to six month like. That's true. It's crazy. Pushback. Actually. I yeah, think the least it's... pushback was. I feel like Doctor Strange might have been the least. I think that one. Yeah, was his like... was two. Yeah, but 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 because of that, also everything else gets pushed back further. Uh, now we're getting stuff back into twenty twenty three. At the same time, it's like we waited that long. We waited so long for Black Widow. We can we can wait more. We got shows, but mm-hmm. still. Anyway, let's go back to DC. Black Widow. <laughs> uh, real real quick before you guys go back, uh, just you know, I, I talked about this when we did our the victims and villains broadcast on like recap of DC fandom, like uh-huh. it just all when you look at like all everything that was announced between video games animated movies live action television shows comic books like there's so much coming out with that's just dc in 2022 and it, it feels like you have something like almost like brand new like every week or every other week and while you guys are just focusing on the highlights of it i'm actually kind of relieved that marvel like was like we're gonna take like some steps back maybe and... it was because of this weekend i don't know for sure but maybe they maybe that was a big part of it who knows <laughs> I, I mean like dc i think had like next year has four films coming out yeah because aquaman also Pretty right yeah so, so yeah you have the batman league of super pets oh yeah um, that looks fun yeah uh black adam the flash and then aquaman mm-hmm. see five movies coming out if those dates Ooh. stay the same right yeah <laughs> i'm stoked um so uh this black adam thing though i feel like this is one of the more ambitious things i think we got going on so what are your thoughts on on it josh this is how you do a trailer yeah. I don't even know what you market this as, but this singular sequence. They call that a teaser, I think. I, I, I you call it whatever you want. Like it, this is how <laughs> you you market things because yeah. you have uh, obviously this is a this has been a project that has been in the works for by the time it comes out almost fourteen years. Yep. And so this has been something that has just been consistently in the works, just been trying to like turn it out. And so the fact that they are finally getting ready to do this makes me beyond excited. But the fact that we know so much about it, it's going to take place in like a different century. But yet this this teaser shows us modern day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, guns and yeah yeah like and and the fact that we don't even get to see like his like full face like it makes me so happy like this is how you do a trailer because like (laughs) my anticipation level is already high and after seeing this like i'm 10 times more stoked yeah it's like it's crazy because basically my first thought was because we've seen dwayne johnson as the same character in so many different 
things. <laughs> and I feel like, and it's not not like a rip on him. Like he's a great actor, but he just tends to do a lot of the same roles, whether that's his choice or not. Um, but this is like the first time where I'm like, oh yeah, that is him, isn't it? it yeah. Right? It wasn't <laughs> just from the get go, like, oh look, of course it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson doing Dwayne the Rock Johnson thing. It's like this is a very different role for him, and this is something where they're like he. He just seems so passionate about the role, yeah. which is really exciting. It's not like, oh, I don't know. I just feel like most movies where I see him in, it's like, oh, yeah, here's his character. But it really is just Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I feel like this is like one of the first times I'm seeing him so passionate. Like, no, I, I want to do this character justice. And I want to, like, not have the all of the focus be on me as an actor. Like, again, that's not something that I don't think he tries for. I just think that's sort of the effect that tends to happen when he's in movies. But mm-hmm. this is, like, the first time where it's like, that's not that doesn't seem to be the focus at all. Um, and it's very refreshing. It's very cool. And I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. And also, the, the cast for this is just absolutely stacked. Yeah. Not only do you have the newcomers playing, like, uh, I think Whirlwind is the, the character, and Adam Smasher. Yeah, the whole Justice Society, right? Everybody Justice there? Society. But then you also then you also bring in seasoned actors, like, um, I'm probably mispronounce his name, but Aldrich Hodge Pierce, playing... Pierce Brosnan um, as well. Pierce Brosnan playing uh, Dr. Fate, like... That's gonna be cool. Like, Dr. So Fate's one really of the so It's just like, yo, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm familiar with some of these characters because of like Injustice and I'm like, ooh, Dr. Fate's going to be really fun on screen, I think. And yeah, like it's been and it's been so long since we've actually seen uh, Brosnan do something like yep. this. Like he's he's been mostly yes. almost like a, a an indie actor for the last like five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. It's cool. crazy. I think it's like I, I am... I think I'm most excited for Black Adam out of all these movies. If I'm if I'm being honest, yeah. personally, I think uh, at least of the three trailers that we've talked about today, I think Black Adam's the one that is calling out to me most. is most interesting to me, but um, that's just me personally. I don't know something about it. it just seems it feels very different than uh, mm-hmm. other other superhero things. I don't yeah. know. Black so. Adam is very much an anti-hero kind of figure now too, which is really crazy. So. I think that'll be fun. I mean, kind of that. That's another thing that I'm I'm curious about how they'll build this because like Shelly was saying, like The Rock is kind of like most known for playing these kind of like lovable like anti-hero yeah. things. Yeah. But if you read Black Adam in the comics, like he is a brutal villain. Oh, he totally is. And that's he what can be that as. anti-hero. Yeah. But I'm I'm curious to see what they'll do with him as a villain. Yeah. Which is the way that like The Rock has been kind of like passionately pursuing this has been like we're gonna make a villain film and i don't think outside of joker we've ever seen something like that yeah because he's yeah he's he's uh he's pretty he's pretty bad he's um so yeah i'm looking forward to to that besides Uh, you know mega minds (laughs) (laughs) not true (laughs) (laughs) it's that done right i in my opinion but at the same time yeah yeah anyway um yeah um real quick was there any other thing on the movie front of dc fandom that that stuck out to you josh um i liked the fact that we got kind of like behind the scenes look at like aquaman um which i i'm most curious about mostly mostly to see how they handle the the mira character given all the backlash that uh, warner brothers has been facing over the last year for that yep um 
also uh really excited to kind of get we got to see a little bit of behind the scenes stuff for shazam as well um i i'm really i i think i'm more excited for shazam now because i know that it's coming to that shazam black adam showdown yeah yes like oddly enough i became a shazam fan through the video games uh marvel or no uh he was captain marvel referred to when uh mortal kombat versus dc but i loved how he played in that and that's how i got into the character in an injustice uh one of my favorite moves he used to do was this thing where he would grab people and give them like a bear hug and then he would do the shazam thing but it would shock them and do damage to them instead of like you know changing him you know like i thought that was such a cool move for them to use um in that but yeah i'm that's what i'm most looking forward to is that build up um so yeah, as a shazam fan i'm stoked also I, i'm just gonna throw it out there i don't know if you guys watch them but this is uh the animated slate that they announced is probably the boldest one that they've ever done that because one looks cool catwoman looks amazing yeah and this is the first year where we are not getting titles that are revolving around justice league superman or batman we are going after Teen Titans, uh, Constantine, Catwoman, Green Lantern, and uh, Battle of the Super Sons, which is Thank fascinating goodness. to me. I'm a big fan of that. And again, yeah. I hate to keep bringing Marvel into it, but that's always it's, <laughs> it's how I feel about Marvel, too, where I'm like, let's bring in these more obscure. I guess Catwoman isn't necessarily obscure, but like, let's bring <laughs> t- some attention to these other characters. Let's bring some attention to these other people mm-hmm. instead of always going for the big ones. Right. And that, that just yep. seems more interesting to me because they can put their own spin on it. They can. I don't know. They have so much more creative freedom, it seems like, whereas a lot of these big, bigger characters like Batman. And obviously, I, th- I think the Batman's still going to be really good, but there's there's so much, like, weight and expectation with those, whereas, like, with these other characters, you get all this creative freedom, it seems like, because you, mm. there are way less expectations. People, yeah. a lot of times, people are like, oh, I don't really know this character as much, or let's see what this character's about. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, real quick, real, real quick semi-tangent. Josh, have you seen... Injustice, the animated movie, is that out yet? I haven't. It actually comes out tomorrow, okay. and I'm a little bit behind on my animated, uh, um, okay. animated viewing, and I don't want to see Injustice just because of how much I love that storyline, and it yes. just, from what I've read, it seems like they try to cram way too much into mm-hmm. it. Yeah, because that's what I've heard, especially from the, a video game standpoint. I've not heard good things. So I was just curious, but I didn't realize it hadn't come out yet. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. I'm just going to the video games themselves. Like the story of injustice only takes like a couple hours to finish anyway. So I'm like, yeah, th- go play it <laughs> or read the comics. Um, but anyway, uh, let us move on into TV. Uh, what uh, interesting things have you guys been watching? I haven't watched anything. Okay. So. <laughs> what about I'll you, Josh? Any, anything for, for TV recently? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to echo uh, what I said on, on our polo chat uh, the other week is uh, Netflix's Midnight Mass. Um, not only I've heard is that's it really good. The, it is so good. Not only is it does it fit the, the spooky season but it also for your listeners it also because like no let's be honest like we all 
have had a moment in our lives where we question our faith and why we believe and yeah. kind of been tested. And this, and, and also I think that, um, I, hopefully you haven't, but like there are some of us within the church that have, um, been hurt by the church. Yeah. And so you've had to ungo through that. And that this, this series is, it's so wild, but it, it deals with so many of those themes and it's such a phenomenal show. Like I can't recommend it enough, um, especially to a, a Christian audience. Um, I, just yeah if if you have to like go like look up like if it's scary or not like go do that but like the right. themes like the the characters um are just probably one of the best well done things i've seen in a tv show in a long time that's awesome that's sweet i'm gonna have to give it a watch oh, now because i've i've heard glowing things about it even from a co-worker at the church who he teaches youth and he said the theology and stuff is it's very like he says it's actually like it's really good even though they're getting them to do things that aren't good but he says <laughs> like it's it, it's really good from like just a church like having a church view standpoint you know like and it's it's well balanced because you get to see like the the benefits of like what the church does and like actually like what the power of scripture can hold in someone's life and yeah. like how healing and supernatural ministry works. Yeah. Then you also at the same time get to see like how people can manipulate and yes, that, use that's what I was trying to say. Benefit. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to watch that for sure. Now. Um, the thing I watched, I finally finished it. I don't know if you've seen this Josh or if it's even in your, in your, uh, interest or wheelhouse, but I finished squid game, uh, Good on, on Netflix. That show yeah it's it's there's memes there's everybody's watching it but it's actually a good show <laughs> unlike see yeah. it is a good show unlike so, other things people watched in quarantine <laughs> so here's something that i i don't know either either one of you guys know i haven't watched squid games yet um uh-huh. i don't know if i'm going to watch squid games but not only are they talking about doing a second season but there is also talks right now of it possibly being translated into a video game I've heard of that. I haven't. Looked I did into not detail. hear about that. Uh, why can't they just? Why can't I leave it alone? I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm the only person who's like leave a really good thing be. They already made a Squid Game video game. It's like called Fall Guys. Totally works. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. the way that show ends. You obviously you you could it's you could do another season, um, but yeah, I I like it. it it's totally worth the watch. It's good. Um, Without spoiling anything, LJ? Yeah, yeah. Did you like the last episode or no? <sighs> there was a particular thing up until that the last second that happened where I'm like, you're stupid, 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 stupid. Don't do it. <laughs> 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 I'm like, <Okay>. why? <laughs> I was curious about that. It's, it's basically, I think everyone... Um, where their opinions on the like I, I just feel like everyone i've talked to everyone likes the entire show and then there's the last episode and everyone has like split opinions the, on it the twist um, is so is curious. is good i didn't expect the, the twist on it but just that last part where a decision is made i'm just like oh my gosh i want to knock this dude out so bad right now uh, 
Oh my god. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about, but hopefully no one else does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or haven't watched. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I was just like, man, but I'm like, they gotta have more seasons, right? Um, so, but even then, I don't think it was made with the intention that it was going to have another one. But anyway, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll move on, uh, because we could cool. talk about that forever. But, um, yeah, so I have a couple more things for TV as far as DC fandom is concerned. We're going back to turning, making another U turn back to DC. Um, the Peacemaker trailer is the first thing I have on here. Uh, what do you guys think of that? Yeah, take my picture. I don't want to move. <laughs> it's so good. It looks good. So, I never watched... I haven't. I actually have been meaning to okay. watch the Suicide Squad movie, right? Well, I never <clears throat> watched the original either. Uh-huh. But I mean the good one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, without spoilers, do we know if this takes place after or before that? It's. I didn't think of that, but it's definitely after. It has it, to be. Okay. It, it is after because they they do basically a... They do a, a post credit scene that connects the two and sets yes. it up. Yes. That is good to know. Okay. Basically, I, I literally asked because I know, like... A lot, at least a lot of the trailers coming up for that movie so it gives the idea it's like a lot of people are gonna die and you're gonna get attached to these characters and they're gonna die and so I'm like clearly oh, what not... happens here so I was just curious yeah I don't know I'm, I'm, I was, I'm not gonna finish cool. that sentence um... yeah no I that's fine I just um <laughs> John Cena's getting his own show that's just so I'm funny. really He's... liking him as an actor lately like in yeah. the last couple things I've seen him in what was it Vacation Friends as well I, I'm really liking the things I've seen him in Except for Fast Nine, right? I've never seen Fast Nine. Oh, hmm. it's a low <laughs> point in the franchise. Okay, good to know. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I think this trailer, this trailer looks absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm actually on the the opposite side of you to where like I'm not a huge fan of him. Okay. As an actor, I I'm not a wrestling guy. So maybe like, it's just the last two things I've seen him in. I've really liked him in because other than that, like I don't think he's really been that great in anything else. But the Suicide Squad like absolutely sold me as an actor. It sold yes. me on him as an actor because he is so good in that movie. Yeah. And this trailer really kind of takes. So like we're presented to kind of like almost like a d bag version of Captain America <laughs> in the Suicide Squad. Yep. And this version of the character kind of really humanizes him. I think this trailer does a really great job. Like the conversations and the sequences they have between like him and his dad and like yeah. even the the janitor guy. Um, I think we're just two of the, the best scenes in this. And the fact that this dude got a freaking pet eagle is <laughs> awesome. That part where he's like, he's hugging me. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm stoked for it. <clears throat> I'm a Peacemaker fan. I thought to myself, they should have included a Peacemaker skin instead of a Bloodshot skin in Fortnite, because I would have bought the Peacemaker one. Um, <laughs> that was my thought. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for it. It looks, looks good. It looks more of the thing that made Suicide Squad really good. Yeah, and it, it should also be worth mentioning that James Gunn, the writer-director of the Suicide Squad, wrote all eight episodes of this. Yeah. That's, and that's super... That's even better. Like, that would... 
Dude, I might wash. Who knows? Because then, like, he was. <laughs> I always say it. I never do, but who knows? Weren't they? Wasn't we he like working on this during like quarantine or something, where they were like coming up with stuff for it? Or I remember yeah. there being a story about it. But it. Oh yeah. So this is going to be on HBO Max. Also, Not, I mean everything on we've talked about is going to be on HBO Max at some point. Uh, but this is for sure a Max original thing. So. So yeah, Peacemaker. And then Very the cool. last piece of news we have that I, I've only seen, I think I've only seen like the first season or, or so, like I haven't seen enough, but uh, we got a, a cool new trailer for another season of Young Justice called Young Justice Phantoms. Um, I don't know, it just, this trailer tells me I need to watch more Young Justice, but uh, what do you, what do you think, Josh, as a, as a DC fan? So I watched the first, I watched up to about like, so obviously if you know anything about this, this series, it was, they did the first two seasons on Cartoon Network, yes. it got canceled, Yeah, fans rallied to bring it back, so finally when they did DC Universe, they brought it back as a DC original. Yeah, it's called Outsiders, right? Outsiders, yeah, and they, they split it into two sessions, so you got the first half of the season, the beginning of the year, and then the second half mm. towards the end of the year, and I watched it up until the, the first half, okay. end of the first half, and so I, I, I kind of fell off. I'm a little bit behind on it, but um, yeah, I, I didn't actually watch this trailer, but I really love this series. I think I just didn't want to do it for a while, didn't want to check it out, and finally... I found myself when I actually sat down to watch it that I couldn't stop. Um, <laughs> the The writing is is incredible. the The character development is just absolutely beautiful, and they do a really great job at tackling more serious issues. I think this is somewhat controversial, but I think this is a. It takes the formula for the Teen Titans anime we got in the early two thousands yeah. and really kind of like modernizes it and matures it a lot yeah it, it to me it seems like it's for teen titans fans who grew up basically which is me maybe i should just watch the show <laughs> yeah every you time should... i see clips of it i'm like it's on hbo max oh, maybe i should watch this and now <laughs> i think i'm convinced now i think i might actually because um i was watching this trailer and it's like oh tara's here i'm like oh Tara, teen titans and i'm like this is probably just a better Teen Titans. Like I, I, I'm very well aware. I have a very nostalgic tie to Teen Titans, but I, I totally know what you mean. I feel like, like even the small scenes I've seen, I'm like, yeah, this seems like just a more grown-up version of Teen Titans, which is honestly what I've always wanted. Um, it seems like Teen Titans Go was the reverse, where it was like, yeah. oh, a bunch of kids like this. We're gonna make this for the next generation of kids to to like enjoy teen titans which i'm like okay cool for those kids but now i'm old and i don't like that um but i really maybe should just give young justice a, a shot so it's a it solid little serious yeah yeah it seems uh you know i've just heard praise about it so yeah <laughs> i i just realized cody would be geeking out all over this everything oh, we're talking about because cody's a big dc fan i'm like oh man like i wish he was here geeking out with us about dc fandom um but yeah i believe he's got a, another couple weeks of vacation um so yeah that um any other like tv related stuff you want to shout out real quick josh like from the event no, I I I, I kind of fell off with a lot of the the DC uh, CW shows. I so did like too. I don't don't really care about those anymore. Yeah. Everyone made 
everyone made such a big deal about the gold boots and the flash. And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, it actually looks reminds me of like the older Flash costume from the old TV show, kind of. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like most of it, I was like, oh, like anything CW related, I'm just like, nah, I'm I'm good. Like those shows kind of got. I I didn't really get into a ton of Arrow, but the Flash was easily my favorite one. The Arrow universe. Yes, and I, Man, I got that's a Cody thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cody really got into those shows, and I think he's even dropped off too at this point. Um, but yeah, The Flash was my favorite for a long time, and I just fell off of it too. So, that is it. We are done talking DC. <laughs> That's all the news for this week. Uh, real quick before we go, do you guys have anything else that you want to geek out about or shout out? Um, I don't have anything. All right. What about you, Josh? Uh, no, sir. Cool. I mean, yeah, um, no. real, real quick, rem- remind when remind people when the the big live stream starts this weekend. Sure. So, Horrific Hope will start uh, at two p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, that is going to be one p.m. Central Time. Yep. And we are kicking things off, talking, counting down uh, our top 10 treehouse of horror segments uh to kick things off with this friday and then um so yeah we just got a a such a great crew of uh podcasters like collateral cinema collateral gaming are are coming coming back um victims and villains abyss gazing um trying to ghouls next door um we also have great streamers like the retro gamers phantom limb gamer um lj of course and just um just a whole collection of of gamers podcasters and short films so join us this weekend cool do it yeah do it (laughs) right on and uh lastly uh where uh tell the people again like so what are your actual tags and such that people can find victims and villains on social media so uh, I always just tell people to go to, to go to our website. It's victimsandvillains.net. Yeah. And uh, there you can find episodes of all of our podcasts, um, mental health resource library, um, and uh, ways to donate to us on Patreon. You guys can also find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube as well. Awesome. Heck yeah. I, I believe I've actually used the resources once in sending somebody a link to the suicide information um so that has been a great resource for for me to utilize as well to help others um so yeah uh and then shelly where can they find you uh you can find me on twitter at the shellshock 24 um you can find me streaming tuesday nights on our our uh twitch channel so it's twitch.tv slash cheeks under grace um, I have been streaming Persona 4, um, but I'm thinking about maybe switching my stream just because I have been playing that game so much off stream. It's also, mm. I don't know, it's pretty mature. I may have gotten all past the mature stuff anyway, <laughs> but at least the last dungeon, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I should be actually streaming this. Yeah, there's some um, things there in there. There were some scenes and some <laughs> stuff where I was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't. So I'm debating switching games. I may do actually uh, the um super animal royale game i also bought uh, a different game that i might try out so uh, i actually put up a poll on twitter so we'll see what i stream but um anyway you go find me streaming something fun <laughs> cool 
And then lastly, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WarHeroLJ. And also streaming on our Twitch channel Friday evenings, twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace. I'm currently playing through a spooky game, Little Nightmares 2, which has been great. So, Thank you. Um, so yeah, with that, uh, keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.